0: Okay, everybody, welcome back to Truth Prevails. I'm Amanda. I'm Astasia. Hello. Hi. <laughs> how are you? Oh my gosh, I was just about to ask you the same thing, but you beat oh. me to it. Wow. Well, oh my how, goodness. How do I feel today? You know what? Uh, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Right?
1: That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's go scriptural scriptural all the time (laughs) yeah yeah
1: it's like um however you might be feeling emotionally let us recall that we are to rejoice because
0: this is a day
1: that god has made (sighs) something
0: like that anyways and then his grace is sufficient and his mercies are new every morning and god is good yeah (laughs) that is so (laughs) (laughs) sweet what that could be so cliche, like God is good, but literally He is. I know, I know. There's so many
1: times where I want to just be like, God is good, and people are gonna be like, "Ah, oh, just taking the easy way out." That's the easy phrase or something. I don't know. Forget right. it. I'm complicating it. <laughs> 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 He's good. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> I hear some poking on your end. Are you tapping something? Um, I didn't think I'm. T- I didn't think I was tapping anything, but
0: I was moving. Ah, that could have been it. It's okay. Folks, we have to move around sometimes, and that may cause some noises. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have a really, really, really interesting topic today. Nastasia, um, I just love it when you say what our topic is going to be. Why?
1: <laughs> our topic for today is Love.
0: I love the silence.
1: <laughs> I, I know. I was waiting. I'm like, did I not encompass everything that we're talking about?
0: Oh, my God. Free take. Just kidding. It's because love, you know, love is just love. You know, it's so, like, there, there, there's so much emotion to it a lot of the times, right? hmm There's always a, a sense of a romanticizing that mm-hmm. word, love.
1: It's been, uh, definitely, definitely taken and twisted and turned and flipped around and, like, this word has been used to fit several different definitions, like, that, at least, I don't know, that's my take growing up, that apparently
0: there's more than one kind of (laughs) love. Go ahead, Mastasia. go ahead, that's that's... (laughs) good. Going with something there, you are. Uh, continue. I mean, have more. Um, I mean,
1: I'll, okay, this one keeps coming uh, to my mind, and honestly, it makes me sad. Uh, because so a lot of times, um, I think love gets used to define lust, um, and you know, infatuation, those butterfly feelings, um, you know, and. There is a romantic kind of love like in like for instance marriages that are just like yeah but like I don't know I feel like the culture can take it to use a lot of things like really really soft and sugar coated and maybe not talking about anything that's hard truths because anything hard is not love anymore um and that's another way that it gets twisted uh or, you know, I don't know. There's just a lot of different ways I feel like love can be looked at. And I believe that what we should really focus on as Christians is what does the Bible teach about what love is in um, full context and just in like how God displays it. Because we all know that God is ha- perfect love. like, And he's, If if we're going to look for anybody's example, it should be God's. It should mm-hmm. be Jesus's. It should be God's word. Like, that's what we want to focus on, on love. Because there's a lot of definitions nowadays. So we want the truth. This is Truth Prevails. (laughs) Uh. Uh,
0: Go ahead, girl. I swear, just, you come (laughs) with something, and I'm just like, "Mm -hmm." yeah, she could just do the podcast herself. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) oh, no, Um. Yeah. Okay. So with that in mind, if we're gonna, we're not gonna go in depth to a lot of all of this. Because again, it's just reaffirming that nothing that we talk about is exhaustive. (laughs) Because there's Mm -hmm. so much to it. And we only have a certain amount of time that we have on these podcasts. So but we're going to touch a lot of different little things as best as we can. And of course, if there's more questions to it, you know, people have the ability to comment, to write to us or whatever it may be, or we will do another podcast, you know, love part two, maybe part three, who knows? (laughs) Um, But yeah. So in looking at biblical love there are three forms that we hear often theologically, and that is eros, that is phileo, and then there is agape. And eros seems to be more of the, the lustful, the erotic type, you know? Um, and then phileo seems to be more the friendship type, and then agape is that unconditional type. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get more into it, but I just kind of wanted to touch base that there is a theological view of these types and God does explicitly talk about them. And there's various stories in the Bible that can convey to each one. Um, But I do want to be more or slightly more comprehensive on the reality of what biblical love is so i am going to read a scripture that everybody probably knows well as christians obviously you know the love chapter is what we call it right and um you'll find it in first corinthians 13 and it starts on verse four which is love is patient love is kind and is not jealous Love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Obviously, it goes into just a tad bit more where it says love never fails. Wow. That definition of love is, it just, well, I just, yeah. <laughs> um, I just often wonder how, how can we do that? How, how can we show that type of love? And obviously only God can be the one that does that, that works Through us in that. So when thinking about that, it just, when we hear in the Bible or we read in the Bible that we are supposed to speak in love, that can ultimately seem as a huge task at hand. But we're able to do it through God. Now, speaking in love... (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I'm just like, I was like, Ms. bear with me here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Whoever listens to this, bear with me. Uh, There is a really, really sad misunderstanding to speaking in love, which love has been distorted, I'm going to say culturally or societally, um, where... It means to be fully accepting, fully tolerable, um, all encompassing, a fully emotionally driven, um, all that stuff. Okay. Um, it falls more into the concept of relativism, you know, humanism. If you don't know those concepts, it's good to research them and to learn them. Um, but yeah, they, that word love is to speak in love means that it's been distorted. It's not technically what the Bible is saying clearly here. It's not. It's, it's more as to say, I don't want to hurt you or hurt your feelings or anything. So to speak in love to you is to basically say what you want to hear. So I'm not. In any kind of way, saying to speak in love um, is not the way to do it. No, that is the way to do it, but you have to use it biblically. And that means that you'll speak the love, you'll speak in love, even if it's not the most popular thing that needs to be heard. Uh It's oddly, I was listening to a sermon from Dr. Bodhi Buckham. and we'll go ahead and probably put the link below wherever we can to the sermon if you guys want to check it out. But what I found interesting in what he said was a small clip. Um, Trust me, he says a lot of great things. I highly recommend to watch a lot of his sermons because He puts a lot of the biblical understanding and definitions to a lot of what cultural um, distortions have been made. So he says that we tend to love horizontally and fail to understand the vertical idea of love, which is he uses the scripture, to love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. But what happens is we're trying to love our neighbors as ourself, but don't fully have the understanding or know how to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. So what we end up doing is we hear, but love is tolerable love you know doesn't cause pain to others there is no such thing as hard love or you just have to let people be who they're going to be and you just have to you know keep that to yourself because that's just gonna affect them in a negative way so I know that Mastasia can attest to this as well that in that concept of hard love, where unfortunately culture, society, even unbelievers, they perceive the truth in actual context, the truth of God's word to be a hard love, a, tar- a type of love that is prideful, disrespectful, it's hurtful. And it actually isn't. It completely isn't. Um, It's the truth that is necessary. And because for us as Christians, you know, true followers of Jesus Christ know the truth, we are commanded to speak it in love. And love means to not refrain from speaking that truth, regardless if it is harmful or if it is depicted as harmful or hurtful. And so we have labeled it, Ms. Asia and I in a sense, as hard love, that we need to hear it. It is absolutely necessary to hear it. And so what Dr. Vodibakum was saying was, is as Christians, because we have to understand that this is a Christian perspective, Of love because it's a biblical type of love and we know it and we learn it by having the Holy Spirit in us and that's believing in Jesus Christ as our Savior the redeemer of the sins that we have committed the one that reconciles us to God so unless you have that relationship unless you know that you believe in Jesus Christ you are not going to be able to understand that vertical type love that will completely enable you to love horizontally, basically, to love your neighbor as yourself. So I just thought that was mind blowing in a sense because we're so accustomed, as Nastasia said, to listening to all types of different definitions for love. And usually it said, it can be very, very selfish. It can be very, um, all encompassing, uh, fully tolerable, uh, and it, it really doesn't do justice to the truth of what actual biblical love is. So I'm, (laughs) Nastasia, do you have anything to add to this Uh uh-huh um sharing love is sharing
1: the gospel um which may be obvious to some (laughs) but um i don't know i think sharing love is sharing truth and the greatest of those all is is the gospel which is just depicting God's love and it's kind of funny because the greatest is love and then the gospel is about love anyways but um so as you know as we've kind of touched on already there are some truths that can be hard to take at times um especially if we dwell in emotions And are used to letting that dictate our actions. um, Truth can be very. Can feel like it's a slap in the face sometimes. And yet there have been plenty of times. Where I would have remained in the toxic state. Of my emotional self. If I didn't get a dose of that truth. That helped to basically wake me up. And just continue setting my focus back on God and his truth in his word. And I, and I very much prefer to know truth, even if it's convicting, than to remain in my ignorance and just, if worse comes to worse, drifting further and further from what God says. And so I would just, I would very much so prefer what might feel hard to what would actually be hard, I guess you could say. Um, You know, part of it too is like, we deny the flesh and we live by the spirit. And so sometimes part of that truth might be something that our flesh really likes. And so we don't like to hear that because if it doesn't feel good, then it must not be good. But we know that's not the case. We know that we deny ourselves and we live unto Christ. And so um, it's just, it becomes a question like, what do you base love off of? Are you basing it off of scripture? Are you basing it off of truth? Or, Or are you just basing it off of your emotions and what feels good to your flesh? And I do believe there is a tact, though, to how truth is delivered. You don't need to go in yelling and screaming and condemning and all of that. You know, the Bible doesn't tell us to go at it that way. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that we refrain from speaking truth just because somebody might receive it a certain way. Because we can't ultimately control how somebody is going to receive it. We can't control a person's heart. We can't control the way that they're going to think. It's all in God's hands. But what we can control is if we're going to watch them continue to burn in it. Or if we're going to say something and offer them water for that flame. So, um, and so, yes, there is a tact. There is a gentleness. There is a patience. There is that that accompanies love. Love is... All of those things that the scripture lines up for us, but among it is truth and we can't neglect the truth and emphasize other things because then we're determining over what God determines to be better we're Mm -hmm. like okay God I know you say this and you say this, but um i think this is more important and this could be harmful in this culture nowadays so i'm gonna go ahead and lessen this and make this greater because i know how to weigh the scales better but that's not what we're meant to do we're meant to go based off of god's word because ultimately then we're saying we know better than god and we know that is not true because who is the creator of the heavens and the earth and of all the individual molecules and the animals that live and breathe and Everything that we see before us and even things that are invisible. He is the creator of all of that. Who are we to say we know better than him and um, And so It's just it's important to come from a place of love loving somebody enough to share with them truth meaning loving somebody enough that even though you know that they May be a non believer. They may love sin. They may be, they may look like, oh, they would never come to know God. But we're not in control of that. God is in control of everything. And so it's just, all right, they're probably not going to want to hear this because we know that the darkness hates the light because then the light reveals everything that goes on in the darkness. We know that's the case. We know it's not going to feel good. It's not going to look pretty. But you know what else isn't going to feel good? That eternal punishment. (laughs) That's not going to feel good either. So it's kind of like, do you love somebody enough to point out gently, but boldly, this is the state of things now. This is how God views sin. This is what is sin. And this is what happens to those who decide to go apart from God. But God made a way through his precious son, his only begotten son, That if we believe in him because he died on the cross and bore our sins and he rose again that third day, that we are forgiven, that we can stand justified and be sanctified before God. He made that way that if we believe in him and that he is our Lord and that he rose again, that we can be saved and stand before God that final day and not face his wrath because Jesus bore it all on our behalf, willingly. Now that's love, to lay down your life for your brother you know and so now that first part of it if you would call it the bad news that's not something people really want to hear now is it that's not something that's going to feel good is it you're telling them you're a sinner this is what sin is all these things you delight in this is these things here are sin these things put you against god and god hates these things and it's like whoa whoa you're saying god hates you're saying this you're saying that how dare you but the bible makes it clear that he is a holy just god he and yet then that love that came about justly because of christ and we're called not to abuse that grace either and so it's just like i don't know maybe i'm going into like a head spin right now but um it's just basically are we gonna lean on emotions And other people's emotions and let that dictate what we do and what we don't do or are we going to recognize the importance of God's word of God's truth of God's justice of God's love and love him with all of ourselves that we take a stand for what he says because we want to follow him because we love him above all else or are we going to elevate everything above that because that would be too hard or people wouldn't like it um anyways so i i hope at least some of what i'm saying is coming across the way it's intended um because i don't know i feel like at every now and then I can get kind of loud and start to talk fast. And I don't mean it to be aggressive. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know. It's just I think part of it, too, is that um, guess what, guys, I'm still growing and I'm still learning and I'm currently struggling against discerning conviction and condemnation and struggling in a conviction about how to share God's word and looking to him like to share the gospel and just looking to him and trying to learn and grow and it's been tough and so a part of me I think is getting loud at myself (laughs) like this is important you need to walk in this but um anyways it's just God's word God's truth that is important and sharing that is loving, a deep, true love. And we don't need to come guns a-blazing, but we need to come standing firm on who God is and what he says, letting him call the shots, letting him determine what is love and what isn't, how to say it and how not. And um, just letting him lead in that and not becoming complacent, because, oh, this isn't going to tickle somebody's ears. Mm. And so it's just so important. And when you really look at the big picture about the gospel and what it means for people who go without the gospel and do not turn to the gospel, like, isn't that more important? isn't Isn't that what we're called to do to share truth? to share the gospel, not everyone's gonna wanna hear it. And so if we go based off of this false belief that if it doesn't feel good, we shouldn't say it, Mm -hmm. then no one's ever gonna get the gospel. And no one, and everybody's gonna feel good, but not know what's actually good. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, And I am just so grateful that I have not remained without the hard truth of God's word. Because those truths are bringing true life, true life. And it helps avoid the awful consequences, such as a simple one of don't don't have don't fornicate with somebody who you're not married to. That might seem like that's not fun. That's not going to feel good. But who's to determine what if this what if that? But then there's all these consequences that can come out of it if you disobey that as in diseases or These bondings that you make and break and make and break and make and break and then nothing is as as pure, you know, and praise God, though, that if you come out of that, like he is covering that and he is he does so much work and he is so gracious. But there are true consequences for certain sins that we have either partaken in beforehand or maybe even want to partake in now. And so. It's pretty much just understanding that these are these truths, these commands are all placed there for a reason as well. And that when you live by them, you live better. (laughs) But yeah. um, And so then it's I don't know. It's just it feels akin to seeing somebody suffering because they keep hammering their own hand and you want to tell them, hey, that hammer is no good. But then you're worried that they're going to get upset by it.
0: Wow. And so you
1: decide. You know it's not the best idea to do that, cause um it's probably it might it's it's probably gonna hurt if you keep doing that. And you and this might happen. You know what? You know what, who am I to say though? Like you do you. I don't want to offend you. Um, I know you really enjoy hammering your own hand. So you know what? I'm I'm whatever. Go ahead. You can sit in that. I shouldn't have even said anything. Like it instead of saying listen. I care about you and you keep hammering your hand and you're not going to have a hand left one day. And I know that that's not something you want. (laughs) And yet you're doing this. So I want to let you know boldly, but because I love you that this is causing this. And also, I don't know. I just wanted to throw in Jesus and start saying the gospel, but like, I know in my little analogy, it probably doesn't fit very well, (laughs) but, um, Man, okay, I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking. All right, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to make, um, if if I've gotten a little out of order or anything and you want to make a little more orderly of anything I've said or add in or whatever, then by all means be my guest.
0: <laughs> no, Miss Asia, it's like in my head I was like,
1: Go ahead, girl, preach. Hey, 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 but remember, guys, we ain't preachers either. We're just speaking from, (laughs) listen, this is how the truth is affecting our lives. Let's live by the truth, just encouraging one another, you know, you know. Anyways.
0: Yes, no. (laughs) For real, so. (laughs) I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, this girl is on fire. (laughs) Thank you. I do have
1: a tendency to, like, start repeating myself, but I'm just like, Lord,
0: cover it. You know what, what, though? That's the thing, though. When you have the Holy Spirit in you and you start proclaiming that truth, that's where that quote-unquote passion comes from and, like, the desire to just speak it because it's like the Holy Spirit's like, this has got to come out and I'm going to speak through you and this is how it's going to go, you know? So it's just... Yeah, when someone's on a roll and they're just speaking truth and it's all biblical and and I'm hearing the scriptures in there, I'm just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, keep going, keep yeah. going. Mm-hmm.
1: I, <laughs> I suppose my thing, too, is I wouldn't want to, because I'm not coming from any kind of place of malice, and I believe it or not, I'm not coming from judgment. Like I said, even I am still struggling and learning a lot of things, you know, but at the same we time,
0: are. we all. If I,
1: if I were to belittle it, then I'd basically say, hey, here's this thing I'm going to give to you that's helpful. Psych, never mind. Just disregard everything I said. Like, I I don't know. I I don't want to belittle it. Because then it's like, I'm not really giving anything. I'm not really saying anything or standing on anything. It's just kind of like.
0: It's our conviction to not minimize it. To not take it lightly. And why is that? Because we have the Holy Spirit in us. And as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit in us that brings on those convictions that if we minimize it, if we make it so lightly as it's unimportant that we cannot attest to it and speak forth what it has done in our lives, guess what? We make God and everything that he said a lie. And there is no way, there is no way in in my being, you know, or the Holy Spirit being inside of me, that I can say that God is a liar. I I, I can't even even I just feel like I need to chop off my tongue just saying that because we cannot minimize the truth of his word. Mm -hmm. It's just not when you have again, I'm going to repeat it for like the fourth, fifth or sixth time. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, there is a burning desire to know his word, to know God to know the character of who he is, to understand what he did for us, and to tell others about it. And Mm -hmm. not necessarily emphasizing us, but just specifically what Jesus has done for us. So, specifically thinking about this one scripture that says, no greater love than this to lay down one's life for friends. And just to think about God in his willingness to send Jesus Christ, his only son, to die for us. While we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. I mean, not even in our best of days or anything, still, Christ died for us. And that was his immense love towards us. And that still remains for us. So I am, I just can't even, I I can't even fathom it. That's just, that's, that's just Mm -hmm. saying it. There's just no way that there is, there's no other out there, no other lower G God, lower, (laughs) lower G God, um, that could ever do anything like that for us. And so, okay, this kind of brings me to another topic in this umbrella of love, which is the misconception of God is love. You know, God is love. He certainly is, but he's also just, and he's also fair, and he's also perfect. And there is a part that he conveys wrath and justice. You know, he he encompasses all of these things in that one word of love. So love is not again misconstrued in a way that makes us feel good, or in a way that um, it's emotionally based, um, in a way that it's selfish. But technically, love is selfless, completely selfless. When you hear it in the Bible. When you, when you read about it, it's a lot of serving others. It's about putting others' needs above your own. It's about seeing what is better for the other person. And this is not to be misconstrued with, hey, if a person wants to continue sinning, or hey, if a person wants to continue doing this, or hey, if a person wants to you know, um, continue in whatever it is that they're in, or whatever it is that they're doing, or whatever it is that they're saying you know, we're not going to say, because there's still more to that, God is just, you know? God is loving, yes, but he's also just, and he's gracious, and he's merciful, and he's patient, and he's gentle, and he's long-suffering. And yes, he are, He is all these things, but to focus back on that word of love, let us also be reminded that God in his perfection He can't misconstrue that word love. He can't. So even if all those things can encompass that word love, we need to learn his character. We need to learn what type of love is being conveyed biblically so that we can express that out. So that we're not misconstruing it. Because when we look at it in totality, we use the ability to love as Christ loves in the whole concept of ministry. In the whole way of how would God do this in love? And that's why I can't help but sometimes uh I tell you this message so many times. I say I tend to say I come from love. You know, because in ministry What is it that God has called us to do? What is our greatest ministry here on earth? Why were we created? Why are we here? He loves us so much that what is is the need for us to be here? You know, does he absolutely need us? No, he doesn't. But see, he wanted us. His love for us is unconditional in a sense of he desires that no one should perish but that all will come to repentance. And also that he wants a relationship with us. He knows what is best for us because of the love that he has for us and because he knows us better than we know ourselves because he has created us. And he wants that relational aspect and he wants to reconcile us back to Father, God. Because if we look in contrast to the Old Testament and the New Testament, yeah, there's many people that will say, we don't like the God of the Old Testament. He is not loving. He was just punishing. He was this. He was that. But you know what? Guess what? That was because they were on under the covenant of the law. They were under law. And what does the law do? It definitely shows us how sinful we are. So in bringing in the New Testament, what required was a perfect sacrifice. And so because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus, he sent him into this world as perfection deity, but able to experience everything a human can. And because of his love and his call, his major calling, his ministry was to live here was to die for us willingly to be resurrected and is now seated at the right hand of the father in heaven. So his main ministry, Jesus's main ministry out of the love of the father, the love, the love of the father, he sent his only son, Jesus. And out of Jesus's love, For us, even though we were sinners, he knew he had to willingly sacrifice himself as perfect deity to be the redemption of our sins and reconcile us back to the Father. That love, oh my goodness, none of us as humans can ever attest to knowing that kind of love. None of us can ever experience that. And I don't, I truly don't believe we will until we're with him. But that love to minimize it, to fabricate it, to redefine it, to distort it, to make it something so humanistic, completely invalidates it. It's, it's. It's so unfortunate. It's so disturbing. (laughs) It really is. Because when I think of God as love, oh, he certainly is. He he certainly is. And we have no knowledge of it. But to even have the ability to love even in, in our sinful state We need to know him. And to know him is to learn about him. And to learn about him is to read his word. And to read his word is to have the Holy Spirit help us to understand his character and who he truly is and what that love, that biblical love, truly encompasses. Otherwise, we mock it. Otherwise, we minimize it. We take it so lightly we create it and we redefine it and we make it this pretty little package because we want it to be what we want it to be. And that's, gosh, that's like a form of blasphemy. I don't think of it. I think of that way. It's just, it's no, it's, it's completely not okay. And so I, it's just, it it's just unfortunate when I sit here and and I actually think on just how far gone we have distorted that word and the fact that we've made it more selfish and that we've made it more about us individually and we have made it like, what can we get out of something instead of what can we give? Um, That just to simply look at it all, it, I just, I just believe that love now embraces sin, embraces everything that was once looked at as evil is now good. It embraces everything that is lost. I don't know. I kind of get a little bit choked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just get a little choked up. Um, Because how easily we have we have distorted that word. Mm -hmm. We have made it a mockery. We are so foolish in our ways of thinking and our ways of doing things, but yet God in his infinite love and his way of wanting to know us, wanting to have that relationship, he wants us to know what it is to love as he loves. Because otherwise there is no capacity to be selfless, there's no capacity to serve others without expecting anything back in return there's no capacity to genuinely speak in love or as i say sometimes come from love in speaking the truth in speaking the gospel because you and i Anastasia we're about souls. This is a matter of life or death. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is not a matter of like, let's let's just take this all lightly. No, it's not like that for us. It's a matter mm-hmm. of where are you going to spend eternity? So my love for you defies and obliterates <laughs> the cultural definition of love. Mm-hmm. The misaligned verbiage that comes with that distortion. Because my love for you it has nothing really to do with me. It has to do with the love that Jesus has for you and for your soul and the fact that he wants you to be in eternity with him. I don't know if you have more to add, Ms. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, it just, it says love rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth, rejoice, it's King James, in the truth. (laughs) (laughs) And sad to say, it just seems like this culture is making love to be about a love for tolerance rather than a love for truth. And, you know, I think it's... I think it's a beautiful thing when you come to know God and his son Jesus Christ and your heart breaks at the fact that, but Lord, I've done this and I'm still like this and this and this. How can you still love me? How could you die for me? And then just being overwhelmed with the fact that even though you don't know how, the answer is he does he does love you and he has died for you why it's like god you're so gracious you're so good and you've forgiven me justly because of jesus and it's just that is just an amazing feeling and you can't really get there if you don't first acknowledge that you are a sinner and we are all sinner we have sinners we've all fallen short of the glory of god and yet he died for us while we were yet sinners. And it's just that that grace, that mercy, but it's just because Jesus didn't die for no reason. He died because he's acknowledging that sin is utterly sinful and that in sin we have to be apart from a holy God. and that it's and, and yet he made a way. Through Jesus Christ. He made a way. And. And. It's just so beautiful. And it's like. Harder to grasp that. If you don't even want to look at the fact. That we are sinners. In need of a savior. And. um, Yeah. And so. Just that real love is sometimes looking at the the ugly truth, but then rejoicing in the biblical truth and um, Just what God has done that we do not have to remain in that. And it's a very beautiful, loving, gracious, merciful thing. And If we believe that there's no need to share truth. If we believe that there's no need to recognize sin and that we just tolerate everything because that's a new version of love, then what we are recognizing is that we are basically saying we don't need Jesus because it doesn't matter that we're sinners. But that is a wicked lie because Jesus came for a reason because sin does matter. <laughs> And he has done such an amazing, beautiful thing that to completely denounce that and say, no, there's no need. Everybody should just tolerate. And then that's that's heartbreaking. And again, we shouldn't be sneering. We shouldn't be condemning and yelling. But we also should remember that people without Jesus stand condemned already and we need Jesus. So there's a tact, but real love comes in sharing the truth and sharing it confidently in order to not demean it and make it seem as though it is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. So it's just the love of the Father, the love of the Son, the love of the Spirit. It is just so great and it and it's so good to know that love that I I would want everybody to know that love. But if people don't want to look in the mirror that is the law and see where they fall short and they want to continue, then they're never going to get to experience that wonderful love. And so, yeah, it's just how do you define love? What is love to you? Because it's just... Like, we need Jesus. (laughs) We do. And, like, what he did is so amazing and so gracious and so merciful. Like, we can't say that that was for nothing. And make it seem like, I don't know. Anyways.
0: (sighs) Well, (laughs) it's like we get so in it, (laughs) Nastasia. Oh, my goodness. But, um. Yeah, that was just, like, a really, really hard, hard truth right there that we both came with right now. <laughs> it's like, wow. Ah. So, um, yeah, so let's just have a little fun for, like, in our ending moments here of this podcast, in a yeah. sense. Um, as we mentioned, we we created our, well, Nastasia. Bless her heart. She's... <laughs> These jingles, and um, we just want to exploit them. <laughs> we just want to leave them, we just want to throw them in. You know, we just,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and after some really hard truths, it's, you know, mm-hmm. this is a perfect place. Uh, so I'm going to toss in uh, Nastasia's jingle here. <laughs> oh. Little random facts about Miss Asia.
1: Oh my goodness. Well then, <laughs> <laughs> so this is what we're doing now. All right. So, uh, um, um, <laughs> Amanda.
0: I know you have stuff. So go ahead and. I know
1: I do. Do you care to like? <laughs> refresh my memory about myself just kidding
0: um, okay yes I will oh. you. in this instance I will okay. talk about your affinity with little things Aww. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how could I forget such a thing I love, I love miniatures because they're just so tiny and they're so cute and like when they're detailed and they look super realistic I'm like that's amazing But, like, sometimes when they're, like, super, super small, it kind of overwhelms me because I feel like I'm going to, like, lose it and, like, break it. But, but I don't know, like, if you just, like, see, like, a little mini version of something and it's, like, to scale, like, it's just so cute. And every now and then if I see, like, a really big version of something else and that's kind of enjoyable, too. But for the most part, I, oops, for the most part, I really like tiny stuff. So. Thank you. Thank you
0: for sharing that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's kind of become a recognized thing nowadays for me. So people that know me are like, look, there's this thing. And I'll be like, ah, so cute. Anyway, I'm over here looking at my computer screen as if I'm talking to you. And yet I can't even see you. I should really be facing the microphone.
0: (laughs) Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we're using the sandwich effect right now which is pretty hilarious it's like seriousness and then we bring a little joking in and then now back to seriousness where of course we're going to introduce you again once more to my jingle because I always have questions well for the most part I always have questions and so cue the jingle question time with Amanda you might cry
1: but hopefully good tears
0: It's super serious it is cute. It is. it really is. I, don't I, know mean, I, I don't know if i'll ever get used to it
1: i know but i mean i suppose i guess my hope would be that it depicts the fact that we're not coming with like sharpened knives but yeah. we also don't want to shy away from getting to the to the heart of things so right. we're going to address the topic at hand but We love you. (laughs)
0: Right. Okay. So with that in mind, in love, coming from love, (laughs) uh, I have a few questions. And as always, I preface it with go to God with these questions. Because if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if the Holy Spirit resides in you, trust that if you're willing to listen, he makes things clear to you. And what you need to do is obey those convictions. Okay, so number one, be honest with yourself. What is your definition of love? Number two, have you perceived love more emotionally? more selfishly and more about you than anybody else, or what you can get out of it. And number three, how is love incredibly important to knowing Jesus Christ? That's it. Nice. Those are my three questions. All right. Uh, So it does seem like time is always running out for us. (laughs) (laughs) And once again, this topic is definitely not exhaustive. Mm -hmm. might start with a part two, part three, part four. Who knows? Even part ten. There's always more to add to it. Mm -hmm. and it's just how the Holy Spirit leads Mm -hmm. so um, we usually end our podcasts in prayer and it would be really great Nastasia if you can (laughs) was that a gasp? (laughs) (laughs) yeah well it would be really 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 great if you can end this podcast in prayer, please. Okay. Thank you.
1: Heavenly Father, we come before you with those who may be listening, and I just pray that it would be your truth, the truth of your word, that would penetrate our hearts and be ingrained in our hearts, Lord, and that we would take away all that is of your truth, nothing more, nothing less. I pray that when it comes to love, that we would learn to love the way you would have us love and that we would love you with all of ourselves above all else and really come to recognize that deep love that you have, Lord, and how full it is, how perfect and how great, Lord. Thank you for the love that you have shown us, you have given us and that you've done through your son, Jesus Christ. And that you give us your Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and that you are teaching us, Lord, and at work in us. You are so gracious and merciful. And just thank you for this time and this opportunity to um, just hopefully encourage one another and just really meditate and focus on the truth of your word, Lord. Um, Please continue to guide us and teach us. And may we. Learn from you by your Holy Spirit and not based off of our own wisdom and not led by our emotions. Please cover us all, Lord, and cover this. And thank you for leading us. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay, so thanks again for listening in. Um, We greatly appreciate the support and and prayers. We look forward to having you guys listen in to us once more next time around. Um, And please do subscribe, like, comment wherever you can. And again, thank you so much. We do sincerely love and care for all those out there. And we're always praying. Alrighty then. Bye.